You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. I'm Joe Deck, Leland McRae with me as usual. And Leland, let's jump into the high school football playoffs with Stewart's Draft beating Buffalo Gap 45-20. to It punches Stewart's Draft ticket to the region championship game where they'll be playing Strasburg and the Rams this Friday at home at Stewart's Draft. But I mean, this is a game where Buffalo Gap um, fell behind, had a momentary comeback where it looked like maybe Stewart's Draft was going to have to weather a storm. But at the end, Stewart's Draft just has too many weapons and the defense is too good at the end of the day. And they just kind of end up dismantling Buffalo Gap and winning by that comfortable 25-point margin. Yeah, and before going into that game, I thought, after two weeks ago when they played Riverheads and played a game good enough to win, and they were right there against a rival team who's very good. I thought they'd just come out just a blazing. And they did. 28 nothing out the gate. Then, okay, they allowed a couple scores and whatnot. I I don't know. if you They responded. If I'm their coach, if I'm Nathan Floyd, I they responded the way I wanted. Sure, I don't like the letdown in the second quarter. But this is a team they already beat 30 nothing once a year, and they came out and nearly matched that quickly in the ball game. You know, 28 nothing. I think I can help. I think I can manage that coaching there of making sure you're not going to have that because you're not you're not going to have them playing a local rival that they already beat 30 nothing in the rest of these playoffs. You're not going to have to worry about that kind of letdown. So I saw what I wanted to see out of Stewart's draft. If I'm a draft fan, draft coach, you came out of the gate firing. You weren't. It wasn't hunt over from a loss. You didn't, you know, that wasn't losing a Super Bowl two weeks ago or the week before. So I, I saw what I want to see. Roach ran well, which, you know, he doesn't normally get three touchdowns in the game. He got it this game. Rothka ran well, two touchdowns. And then you had the nice pass uh, to Howard uh, from the Vance kid. So, you know, you had a good mixture of your offense. Aaron Nice didn't even score, and you still put 45 points on the board. That's what I want to see if I'm Stewart's draft in a game I was expected to win score 45 points and, and control the, the narrative of the game. So I'm happy if I'm related to Stewart's draft. I think I said this last week. I, I think I'm more impressed with Stewart's draft at this point than I was three weeks ago. And even though they lost a game in there, like I, I just think more of their defense, they're reacting the right way. They it's very, I, I think it's obvious that they didn't think that Riverheads game was their goal of the season. And so I'm, I'm encouraged. Yeah, I think that's, what you said about they didn't let the loss to Riverheads beat them twice, so they came out or, ready or to go. Or even even hold them back, like right. They they, they played a good fired. game, and yeah. and I, you know I had told you going into that game, I I thought that game would be close because I thought as good as that team was last year for Stewart's draft, they had they had shown me in the few weeks I had seen before that this team might be better at least on the defensive side of the ball. Now offensively yeah. is where you maybe they aren't as good as last year in certain facets, but defensively, I, and it's shocking to they're say not as diverse offensively. I think that's right. You can, you can say that they're not as diverse. Um, this, but defensively, shockingly, I, I, this team is better than they were two years ago or last year. Yeah. So, I, I agree. yeah. So, uh, I, I think that's the, the real takeaway for Stewart's draft and, and why I like them to get back to a state championship again, because I just think the way that defense is playing, Giving up 20 points was a lot for them. Um, I don't think they're going to do that against Strasburg. Strasburg doesn't have that kind of offense. 
they don't have a D1 quarterback this year like they had the last time they came into Stewart's draft when Stewart's draft rolled them. So I just really, I really don't think Strasburg is going to be able to hang with Stewart's draft on Friday night. Yeah, I think, I, I think draft probably by somewhat of a similar margin. I, I don't think they're giving up 20 points like you said. And I think once they get up a little bit, like, they will do more ball control kind of offense with, with the way they're running their running backs and not throwing the ball downfield. You know, they don't have the, you know, two or three weapons downfield that they would like to chuck it to last year. Um, so I think it's, it's very likely similar margin victory, but probably don't put up 45, you know, and, and it'll be just as a controlling a victory. Yeah, I guess, you know, I just, I think they're going to, I think they're going to be in control. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about that one if I were them. On so, the uh, Region A side, though, Leland, that's where a bit of uh, some surprises. We saw Amelia advance because King William had COVID. And we talked about the one seed not away, and they're playing Picosin. Well, Picosin ends up beating not away 16 to 12. So now you have the three and four seeds that you're staring at on the Region A side. Um, and yes, you still have to go to Region A, but. I got to be honest. I know Pocosin beats not away. Not always a good team. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not scared of either one of those teams for Stewart's draft. I think Stewart's draft this week played out about as good as it could for Stewart's draft. I, I saw someone make a point on a message board late today. And I I think it was a good point. I, I think these region championships for both riverheads and draft, and we'll get to riverheads in a minute. I think they're a harder game than what these region A teams will produce. I think Strasburg with the quarterback Jenkins and the good running game, like if they can control some clock and stuff, I think there there's a world where I think they can keep this game in reach. And maybe this is a, a tough game for draft. I, I don't think that's how it'll go, but I, that's Strasburg's path to victory. I don't think these region A teams are going to do, are going to control Stewart's draft any better. And I think, you know, a good lesson of that is, last season when Stewart's draft played a region a team and just took care of the TJ and they just took care of them. So like, I'm just not worried about these region a teams. The travel doesn't bother me for Stewart's draft. I, I just, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Keen William being gone and not away being gone is, is very happy for Stewart's draft. Yeah. I, I don't know. You can say Riverheads, the region championship will be tougher. I, I don't know. Than, what that or, means. Than the a team. I do. I don't I, know I what do. that means, but, when you beat both I teams, that, I, when I, I think you're going to beat both teams by 30 game. points, I don't know what that means. Uh, cool. Okay. I, 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 it might be splitting hairs on the Riverheads one, but like, I, I, I do think, think Strasburg good... is better than Amelia and Pocosin. Okay. So there you go. And, and the guy making that point on the message board started with Riverheads from it. So even, even more so. So I, I think when you're trying to make a broad stroke for both teams, like I think it does apply. I, I like the point. Um, so yeah, Strasburg, I think will they, they play the game that I think if they're successful could affect Stewart's draft more than anything a will do now looking at C you got Appomattox playing Glenver and you have central wise playing union and down in D which that union game ended crazy union one. They were tied with 11 seconds, seconds to go. They ran a play and ran it to the end zone for the win over Graham at Graham. So that was crazy there for union, but a lot of those teams, 
those four teams out of the two regions I just mentioned are, are familiar name teams. Heck, Glenver's a team Stuart Strap beat at the beginning of the season. So I don't know how much you're going to pull on what Glenver does against Appomattox in week eight compared to what Stuart Straff did with Glenvar in week one. But I still, it's interesting that there's these familiar matchups, familiar teams. I just come back to the fact that I think Appomattox is going to be standing there in May 1st or whatever that day is, that last, that first Saturday in May. And I still think Stuart Straff's going to be. I think the road there got easier, just like you said. I still think we're heading on a state championship class two rematch with Stuart Straff and Appomattox that I think is not going to be a mirror image of what we saw in 2019. I think it's going to be a bit different. Well, yeah, because Graham goes out, like you said, on the last play of the game. So that's a one seed gone. Appomattox is the other one seed, but I don't think it matters. To be honest, perfectly honest, Graham could have beaten Union and Graham could beat Central Wise and Appomattox would toast Graham too. I I just think Appomattox is not going to have a problem on their half of the bracket, just like I don't think Draft's going to have a problem on their half of the bracket. So I think we got a rematch in Class 2. The one point I wanted to give listeners that I forgot to mention when I was talking more about Strasburg, I just want to re-hit it before we move on. Strasburg has one loss on the season, and it was to Independence. They're a 4-1 and team from Region 3A, and they're playing for the Region 3A championship. So that's, that's not an embarrassing loss for Strasburg by any means. They gave up 63 points, but it's not an embarrassing loss to a bigger, a top class three team who is still in the playoffs. The only other problem, though, for Strasburg's schedule is that none of those other teams impress me. You know, Loray is the next best team on that schedule. And, well, Paige, that they beat twice, but Loray's the next one you think of. And it's just, I don't know. We can cut this any way you want that maybe Strasburg beats Stewart Draft. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Stewart Draft takes care of business. I think they win by 20 plus, probably a higher number. Like, what number are you putting on it? 21. 21. I, I'm not going to disagree. I, I, I'm i usually the one that tries to bring up like how it'll be closer, and I think I've already presented those arguments. I really don't believe any of the arguments I just brought up. It, if it's just a complete run control game because Stewart's draft is great at running and Strasburg's great at running, there's just not that much scoring because the clock's running, fine. But Oh, yeah, I that's think, the only way this game stays close is if both teams commit yeah. to the run, yeah. I think I – think, Stewart's draft will get a lead and just maintain it. That's how I look at this going. Leland, you watched Riverheads just beat the stuffing out of Alta Vista, and Alta Vista has a <laughs> long drive every year to come up and get their brains kicked in, and then they drive back. I don't know. I, I, it, the, the, the highlight of this game is not the fact that Riverheads trounced a lesser opponent. like That we knew was going to happen coming into it. I've seen Riverheads rock a lot of opponents in live on tape standing on the sidelines I've, I've been there for a lot of riverheads putting up 60 points i think this was like the most dominating football game i've ever seen it was unbelievable that the gladiators returned the opening kickoff then force a safety because of a bad punt snap on alta vista's first possession and then go on from there to score four straight more touchdowns on one play drives. They were winning 37 to nothing, the 35 from five touchdowns and the two from a safety. They were winning 37 to nothing with four sixteen left in the first quarter. Like I've seen 35, nothing in the first quarter. I've seen complete beatdowns. I just, it was so dominant that like they just would run offensive play. It's a touchdown. When they get the ball back, they'd run offensive play. They'd score touchdown. They did that four straight times. Like it was just, amazingly 
dominant. And I think it feels bad rubbing it. And like, honestly, I was calling it live for NFHS. And on the fourth one, I, you can hear it in my voice. I listened back because I, I knew it at the time. Like, I don't sound happy. I don't sound celebratory that Riverheads scored that fourth straight touchdown on the fourth straight play that they ran. Like, it, it was just complete dominance. And this is an Alta Vista team that's only six years away from multi-state championships. Like, this isn't some program that has always been low. Like, we're not – even Stonewall, who Riverheads used to beat bad in the playoffs or whenever they played them, um, you know, they were 20 years removed from being good. Alta Vista is not terribly long ago a good program. And uh, just Riverheads just dominant there. So that that's the story of that game. Um, I, what I also take away from that is just the same as Stuart Straff didn't have too much of their head in that game from the week before, neither did Riverheads. They came out clear headed and were as dominant as you can expect them to, I mean, more dominant than you expect them to be. They didn't come in thinking they had won the Super Bowl the week before they didn't come in thinking, Hey, we played our hardest opponent that we're going to see for weeks last week. We don't have to worry about it. No, they came out, took care of business. So, uh, you know, no hangover for either team. I think that shows good coaching for both teams. Obviously, I, I just don't remember the last time Riverheads didn't come out ready to play a game, even against these lesser opponents. They they always just come out and are ready to go. And you can just commend Coach Casto all day for that. But they do move on. They play Central Lunenburg. Central Lunenburg beat the heck out of William Campbell with a lot of, I mean, they had an interception return for touchdown. They had a kickoff return for touchdown. They had a punt return for touchdown. And honestly, those three touchdowns are about the difference in the game because otherwise they're fairly even offensively getting stops and, and, um, and scoring going down the field and scoring. They're pretty even except those scoring on return plays. So can central Lurdenburg come into Riverheads and score 62 points next week? Nope. So what, what do they do? And I, I think this goes pretty similar to how it went last time. These two teams played the playoffs. They played each other in 2016. Do I not have that note here? They played each other in 2016, I believe. And um, Riverheads beat them 42 nothing. I think we're looking at some kind of game like 42 nothing, 42 seven, something like that. That's that's what I see happening. Yeah, I don't know how much more I have to add on that one because I wasn't there. But two, you and I talked about this privately, and I don't want to bury a bunch of kids, even if they're not never going to hear this because Alta Vista people don't listen to our podcast. But but they play good teams. I was not surprised by that. I wasn't surprised by anything you were texting me. I just and maybe that's because I have zero respect Scoring for, the, on for that region. Plays, like yeah, I, 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 Leland, what do you want me to say? They they're terrible. No. They didn't tackle a Riverheads Gladiator for a for the first yeah, quarter. Yeah, they're like, not that's good. Amazing. They that's aren't amazing. good. That region could have an all star team, and they would lose by thirty five points to Riverheads. That I, region I, is terrible. It is it's bad. bad. It's a bad region. So am I surprised that one of the worst teams in the region gets in, plays the team that's the best Class One team in the state the last four years? and gets absolutely just the stuffing kicked out of them? No. Scoring on four straight offensive plays to open the game, it it did surprise me. Like, you do it once or twice, okay. But then, because then even then, on the, for the fifth, for like, okay, you scored four straight plays to score five touchdowns after the kickoff return. Then, finally, Zach Smiley, he gets tackled for like a seven or eight yard gain. And it's like, oh, well, there's the first tackle of the ballgame in the second, second quarter. The next play is a 64-yard touchdown by Noah Smiley. So, like, it just kept going. But, like, 
Uh, it's just, it, I think I there was a lot of like, confidence once Riverhead celebrate. scored on the first offensive play of the game. You think there was a lot of confidence in the rest of the outcome there? Any confidence that that coach put in his kids, which if he put any confidence in him, by the way, by the way, Good give that him. man yeah. a medal because <laughs> I, I'm telling you, th- that's where I can't be a coach because I just can't. I'm not a. I'm sure it doesn't come across on the podcast. I'm not one that likes to sugarcoat things, and I wouldn't be able to look at a bunch of kids and be like, guys. We can beat Riverheads with that yes. roster. I would just be like, guys, let's just nobody get hurt. Okay. It is one of the harder parts. Like when I was doing those coaches interview for 1240 and you do like the pregame coaches show and stuff. And you talk to some of these and you, I mean, you just, you've seen both teams already. And especially if it's a Riverheads game with how dominant they are, you just like, you hear what the coach says and like, you can hear what he's probably pumping into his kids. And it's like, Oh, this ain't going to go well. <laughs> you just, I mean, what? Yeah. so like, yeah, am I, you, I know the sheer number maybe is surprising, but for me, I'm like, once they get the second one where they score without getting tackled, I'm like, yeah, Alta, you know what? If I'm an Alta Vista player, I'm probably not even running. I'm just like, this game's over, coach. I just want to go home. They did have very bad body language, like, after the second touch. Like, just, just head down. It's like a two-hour drive. Slowly Let's just go home. Like at halftime, like three players on the sideline. Like they didn't have any subs. Yeah. They had to play their starters the whole time. Great, even Slacking. more reason for them to get stomped. So what you're telling me is they're three and out on offense, and then they're like, "Oh, great! I gotta go tackle this guy who's yeah, gonna run go around defense. us again." Yeah, cool. So that game will happen Friday against uh, Central Lunenburg. Uh, the the quick story here: Year 2000, Riverheads has one play one playoff game in their school history. Uh, and they're playing for a region championship. That one victory in playoff history happened the week before. So this is the beginning of this Riverheads run. I'm on this properly on the sideline where I belong. And uh, Riverheads plays Central Lundberg. And they have that Chippy Chapel uh, coach who has like one of the most highest win records in the state of Virginia ever. Um, you know, Central Lundberg coming to Riverheads. They're the, you know, historic team. They have everything. Riverheads just won their first playoff game and we beat them 31 28 Zach Jones kicked a game winner to do it. And it was just like on top of the world moment. This is, you know, two weeks before we'd go on to win a state championship. It's just, you know, it was just a fun run. And that like that central Lunenburg game the week before Riverheads beat Stonewall, a team they played during the regular season and had a lot of battles with and, and Stonewall's decent then. Um, like, that didn't seem like the spark when they, when they beat central Lumber, that, that did feel like the spark. Like you think about the beginning of like the winning and the, and like the different level that Riverhead's doing. I think you can look back at that field goal that Zach Jones put through there. So just a little history lesson for people that don't know, or reminder for the people that do, but, um, region a Keenan queen, uh, they beat Northumberland in a close game. And then West point, they beat, Rappahannock. I think West Point had to come back in that one, but that's still the one and two seeds over there in Region A. And if Riverheads wins this week, which we assume they will, they'll have to go to one of those two places. West King and Queen wouldn't beat this team. I agree. I think these. I think both these teams are actually worse than Central Lunenburg, and I don't think Central Lunenburg's right. I I agree. I God, who cares? Galax will play Narrows. Holston will play J.I. Burton. Perry McClure finally scored on Narrows, so Narrows now has given up a touchdown on the season. Wow. Good for them. They'll they'll probably give up some against Galax. 
I believe they will. And I, and uh, as much as we talk about Appomattox down there, I think we're talking Galax down there. I think it's going to be a rematch in both, yeah. I rematch, do think it'll rematch. be a rematch. And it's just not going to happen in Salem. It's going to happen in Augusta County. I just hope Galax can make it a game. I just want it to be exciting. It was a game last year. I know. I'm just hoping that happens again is my point. They surprised me last year and made it a game. I hope it's a game again because... I just hope that wind is blowing. I know it's a different coach, but I hope that coach taught his assistant coaches, hey, that wind is blowing in your face. You better just throw it up in the air. <laughs> yeah, that was that the was that was, was the only thing I did not understand with with that because that coach is a really really good coach and I was like, why can he not see it? Like, I'm not a good I'm I should not be coaching and I can tell that that's a problem. Like, maybe we don't do that, but I don't know. It's whatever. Riverheads won the game. Riverheads was the better team. That's why they won. Um, but. It was a close one, though. I mean, I'll give credit. There. Yeah, it was close. I, I just, I don't know. I'm trying to be really nice here. I have fun, Central Lunenburg. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what I thought was interesting, it was down in Class Three C, and this is the last time we'll talk about Class Three C, probably because Rockbridge fell to Heritage, forty-eight to ten. So Rockbridge had their magic season, win in the Valley District, looking real good. They just lay an egg and lose. That's surprising. Heritage. Because Heritage, Heritage is a good program, mm-hmm. but Rockbridge really has good athletes all over the field. And so I thought maybe they lose to Heritage, but I 48 to 10, that that was surprising. And then the fact that Brookville, they lost about the same 42 to 14 to LCA. So, I mean, I would have thought we'd be looking at a Rockbridge Brookville. Sure, that's what the seeding said. But we're instead we're looking at Heritage LCA. And I think Heritage is probably, I would say they're favored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, we were talking about Galax earlier. I, I, I'll go back to that in a second. I'll focus on Rockbridge. I, I, I was surprised they lost. I, I just was not expecting that. I can I expecting no, but like if you tell me they lose that game, I was like, okay, well, like Heritage is a good program, and I just the thirty-eight to ten is what's like the forty-eight to ten, the thirty-eight point 10, win, yeah. like that. That's what threw me more off. Like. I could comprehend a loss just getting beat down. Yeah. Me. Big, big weekend for Lynchburg though. Both their teams in there. So, and just so people realize like what's at stake here. I mean, there's a class five team that just hit COVID today. Um, mm-hmm. and they're out Manchester. They have to forfeit or no contest to, uh, Highland Springs to Highland Springs who Highland Springs needs no help beating teams but i mean manchester's a very good team they were undefeated two years ago won a state championship uh win a lot of playoff games very good team they they are capable of beating highland springs next week they won't play because of covid so as we talk about these playoffs everybody needs to be thankful as you're listening that we are talking about continuing playoffs and these games keep happening because anything can happen any given week plus ones though leland Let's touch on those here. Actually, before we talk about the plus ones, I wanna we talked about Galax. Their coach uh went to Pulaski. His team did lose Friday by seven to GW Danville. Well but sorry. if they had won, they would have lost to Salem. <laughs> so But that's a good coach and I think he'll do good things there. Probably so. All right, so the plus ones. Plus ones Wilson. Yeah, Wilson we'll s- didn't do as quite as well as we hoped. Still a great season. Still a great I'm, I'm, season. Nothing really negative to talk about. They just—I was hoping that 
I was hoping they could find a win against William Byrd, or at least like, oh, they just lost to a solid class three day. Like William Byrd controlled that game, so that's that's fine. But yeah, it is. It is. I mean, twenty nine to twelve was the final. We should we should say yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. They ju- they just couldn't uh, crack crack William Byrd there and end up losing the Terriers in a tough game. But I still have a lot of hope and look forward to seeing what Wilson Memorial can do next year. I think that's going to be a solid team next year. Yeah. The other plus one game, we were both surprised. They should be playing in for playoffs next year, Wilson. Like, that should be oh, yeah, yeah. expected. Like, not not the dream season. That's like, we're making the playoffs this year. Like, that's mm-hmm. you're, it's not a great season unless you make the playoffs next year. Like, it's not – you can still find positives, but, like, your goal isn't met if you don't make the playoffs. The other plus one game, you and I both – yeah, thought Waynesboro was going to win that game, and they did not. Stanton went out there, and they beat them 26-13. Good for Stanton. That's a big win for Stanton. Um, the most points they scored all year, I'd say by far the best game they played all year. Um, and so for Waynesboro, unfortunately, this was this was not a good game for them. They they end up losing 26-13. Still, if you're Waynesboro, you, you got a shot next year to build on what was a pretty successful season and, you know, it's tough to lose that game and drop to one and six when you thought maybe this was going to be a second win on the year. But for Stanton, you and I both said, if you lose this game, you're struggling to go into the next year on a positive because you won the opener and then lost the rest of your games. Well, they got this win and they, they did it playing their best game of the year. So that's what coach Phillips can say. Yeah. That's what coach Phillips can say. He's like, guys, that last game of the year, we're building on that. And with a young team like Stanton has, that's going to be crucial for their development. I, I agree. I thought Waynesboro's defense would do more in that game. They didn't. But, hey, next year these teams are going to play again in district. It'll be fun. That, I'm glad that rivalry's coming back. Those two teams hadn't played for four or five years, so I'm glad that Stanton-Waynesboro rivalry's going to come back. I like that. So, the other day, and I'll leave names out of it because I think it'll – it's just, I will leave names out of it. Someone sure. said to me that this plus one game for football was killing the baseball season. And I just, A, like, we're not surprised this happened. Like, we're not, we're not surprised that they had the plus one game. This was set out when they said, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put the fall in between the winter and the spring seasons. We're going to shorten these weeks. They're going to have the less teams in the playoffs, but everybody else can have a plus one game. Like they said it then. So it shouldn't have been a surprise that all of a sudden, all of a sudden there's these plus one games. It shouldn't have been a surprise, but also number two, if your school is that in favor of starting track or starting baseball or starting tennis or any spring sport, your school didn't have to participate. You didn't have to schedule one. I don't believe Fort scheduled a game last week. So if, if it's that big a problem at the school that was being talked about, like, well, why did they schedule it? Like, why didn't, or was it always set that you were going to play one? So then what are you upset about? And it's one week. It's one week. I mean, if these kids were in the playoffs, you would have had no problem with them missing that week. So, like, it's just one week. It's one, like, one week that they got to play another week of that sport. It's not like they were sitting at home another week. You could still still condition the kids that aren't playing football for your spring sport. I mean, heck, even get it going more. Whatever's allowed within the VHSL rules, go for it. I just I was a little taken back by that comment. I just was surprised like that would be anybody's point of view. If someone disagrees with me, please contact like 
if you're a local baseball coach and you really have your open arms about it, let's talk about it. Like, I, I want to know what I'm missing here. I just, if I just would, my, my first answer to that is if it was playoffs, you wouldn't have a problem. And then my second answer is it wasn't a surprise. Like we've known since when late September, when that, when they put that schedule out, that all this was getting shifted around late September, this is what could happen from then on. You should have never thought you're going to get those kids the last week of the regular season. You should have always thought there's going to be at least one more game. Cause at the very least you get the plus one. So I, that's, that's just my response. I don't know if anybody else has heard that talk around, but yeah, I don't feel know. free to, yeah, feel free to comment and tell us yeah, I, I could be on wrong. the on the social media post on this episode. Tell us why we're wrong. I mean, that's fine. This yeah, isn't they're the allowed to have their opinion. Right podcast. It's the Joe was right podcast. Right. It's not they're the allowed League to have their right opinion, podcast. though. I mean, they're allowed to disagree with us. I know sometimes yeah. I, when Leland disagrees with me, I shout him down, but that's just because it's Leland. Um, so, but I'll say this. What do you think? I guess. What's your reaction? Yeah, I guess unpopular opinion. I prefer this. I prefer smaller playoffs and a plus one. I don't like seeing three and seven so-and-so get in the playoffs and get annihilated. Like I prefer to see four region teams make a playoff. Even if that means somebody gets left out, I'd rather have like a three, four loss team get left out than an eight win team get in. So, or an eight loss team get in. So, and then you have the plus ones for those schools. So they, so so the seniors can have the one more game or whatever that they're going to miss out on by not getting in the playoffs and losing to a team that they have no business playing against. I don't know like a 10-game season if I care to have a plus one. I'm very fine with it on this shortened season. Well, that's that, But I, that's the compromise I'm willing to make with the, oh, but, you know, you eliminate a lot of good teams. Well, okay, well, the good teams can have a plus one. They weren't good enough to get in the playoffs, so, okay. But have your plus one. And then, you know, if the 2-8 and eight team doesn't want to have a plus one, cool. But if if, like, a... If in, yeah, it should be voluntary. It shouldn't be like a mandatory no, plus no. one. It should be. But it, I what I'm yeah. saying is, if we have, if we shorten the playoffs to four region, four teams in the region again, like it used to be, and that means a seven and three team doesn't make it, but the seven and three team wants to find another seven and three team to go play. Fine, knock yourself out. Like I'm fine with that. Yeah. I just now that these regions get that money from that extra region. Oh, they're never going to do it. It's never going to go back. They're yeah. never going to go back. But I'm just saying, I would prefer that versus. Seeing you know two and eight, whoever get in the playoffs and get the stuffing kicked out of them. That's not fun for anybody. Yeah, I, I mean, I do look at there was like a class four region where like every team was undefeated, like one through four was all undefeated. Uh, like you do start to wonder what like one or two lost team behind them was pretty good, but like I, that's the cards you're dealt. Like I, I don't want to change the whole system because that region was tougher than these other regions. Because there, I think there's more regions that are like closer to Region One B, where 500 or less teams make it. Like, yeah, there was a year when there's the... one region where only undefeated teams make it, but then there's multiple regions where losing teams are making it. So, like, we don't need to change the system for the undefeated region. We need to figure out the right system that incorporates. Like, we don't need these losing teams make it. And if we don't have eight teams and we have four teams instead, there's just gonna be that many less losing teams making it. Yeah, like, or maybe you shrink it to six instead of eight eight or something but just i i don't need to see two and eight no. whoever get in there and lose or you or know like some owen years owen 10 yeah owen yeah. 10 stonewall gets in there and just gets the f- living crap kicked out of him like that's Still not fun not for stonewall it's not fun for the people playing them like it's no. just a waste and so i, I just 
There's got to be, and there was a year Sharando was eight and two, and didn't make the playoffs in the four yep. system. You know what? If they had beaten Liberty Bealton and were nine and one, they would have been in the playoffs. But they didn't, yep. so they're eight and two, and that was life. Like you move on. I feel it for football. I still feel it for basketball and stuff too. Like it's just when these teams are coming out of the districts and stuff. It's been that way for a while. That it's just like it's, it's like your season goes on forever. And oh, you're I do not think the region. Anywhere. I do think the region tournaments sometimes are too many teams get in. T- do a region tournament. I don't know. I, I agree. Into the region, I agree. And like I don't mind the top two from a region going to states. Like, yeah, I, that's I don't fine. really mind that. But like before then, you could shrink some stuff up. Like the teams coming out of the districts to the region. Like and I know in our area we get teams going three different directions. So maybe that's a little bit harder. But before that was as obvious or that really was the way there was like everybody was making it like you had to be the worst team in the Shenandoah district not to make the playoffs I and like I was gonna say I think in 2B I think real. everyone makes it in 2B from the Shenandoah district I don't think anyone gets left out probably. I think it's just the class three teams that have to worry about it probably I don't I don't mind the four teams in a region for sure I, I will not disagree with that but if you're a high school baseball coach, tell us why the plus one's bad for your sport. We'll listen. I'm gonna listen to you. We know some baseball coaches around here. Like, let's let's hear it. I was saying we've had Painter on the uh, one high school baseball coach that I know in the area. Or it, yeah, uh, I like him. So even if he disagrees with us, I mean, it's not something where I'm gonna yeah. be like he's an idiot and blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. But no, if Loss wants to come on and tell us why we're on, I'll listen to him. We've had Painter on. He's not gonna get his kids back till May. So like, <laughs> yeah, he knows that. Yeah, he doesn't care about a plus plus one. He was never worried about a plus one. Like, so I don't, I don't know. I educate me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm willing to listen. Let's talk Unlike about high school volleyball. Most people though. in the world, I'm willing to listen to an opposing thought. Yeah, I don't want to hear it from Leland, but I'll listen to other people. So <laughs> let's let's move on to high school volleyball. So yeah, Fort Fort is gonna get Spotswood first, and. Spotswood's not as strong as in past years, so I, I, I'm feeling good about Fort. But they're going to see Rockbridge quick. Uh, to be honest, I've never seen like the brackets wasn't on VHSL when I looked earlier. Uh, maybe I'll look while we're talking right here. But they're, Fort's going to get up against Rockbridge again. That's who Wilson has first. Wilson, it was a good run. Um, but <laughs> Fort wants to get their revenge on Rockbridge. I think Fort's playing better now than they were playing earlier in the season. I mean, they opened the season with back-to-backs against Rockbridge and lost them both. I think they're playing better, but I'm afraid Rockbridge probably is too, and so what does that mean? So I'm I'm anxious to get to that and be able to see that, but it's going to be hard for Fort Defiance to come out of this, and they, and they do have the region up uh, now. So Fort Defiance gets Spotswood first, and then they don't have to see um, – and I opened the wrong one. I, I set it up perfectly for that thing to load at the perfect time. And I opened 2C instead of 3C. But in 3C, Fort Defiance is going to get Spotswood first. And then, yeah, then they got to get Rockbridge County in the second round because Rockbridge yeah. County is the number two seed. Rustburg is the one seed. So Fort Defiance, <sighs> only one team is making out of this region anyway. But they got to see Rockbridge County in the semifinals, which will be played on Thursday. So Tuesday night for these first games, and you're probably listening to it and already know what's happened. But yeah, they're going to get Rockbridge on Thursday if they win, and that stinks for Fort Defiance. It does. You like getting the championship, but I mean, it doesn't matter. You got to beat Rockbridge one way or the other, and only yeah. one team's coming out of the region. So like, let's go ahead and get it over with. Let's stop waiting till the weekend. Let's knock this out on 
during the week. It's a business. Let's let's make care. Love let's take care it. Of it. Yeah, business trip. <laughs> but uh, a team that won't have to make a business trip because they'll be playing at home all the way through the region is Riverheads. Um, imagine the volleyball match will look a little bit like the football match where they'll have no problem dusting Alta Vista and then they'll get Rappahannock or Cumberland. Yeah, and one and I think either one of those teams could provide a, a decent challenge. I think in past years they have. Uh, that first round game these last couple of years for that volleyball team has been a rockin'. And uh, you know, we always talk about how Riverheads gets the benefit of playing against harder teams throughout the season. Alta Vista coming in is one of those lesser teams. Like I was one year in the region B, I think I think they blanked a team in the first set. Like it was <laughs> get out of the gym blanked them in the first set. I took a picture of the scoreboard when they did it. I won't be in the gym this time, but yeah. So Riverheads hopes to advance. If things are going their way, they'll win Tuesday night and then they'll, they'll play for a region championship at home on Thursday. So that's getting us towards state playoffs and the Nats next week. And that goes where the region a team will travel to region B. So Riverheads would have a chance of hosting a state semifinal. And then Region D travels to Region C. So whoever comes out of Region C there, if Fort Defiance happens to make it, they could host a semifinal there. But then the state finals are going to be hosted at a Region C or D team. So all of our, 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 I guess, Riverheads would have to travel if they go. If Fort Defiance is still hanging around, they could potentially host a state final. So playing for a lot. So opposite uh, of football then? I guess so. Yeah. Interesting. Yep, yep, yep. That's good, though. They're trying to mix it up. Yeah, yeah. that's just the thing. No matter what decisions they made with this, oh, someone's going to be gonna mad. Get upset. And, yeah, and someone's going to be mad. Yeah. I wish for football, you do have a rating system in place. I wish like ratings could have something to do with it, since like other years it does, but it isn't, and that's fine. Whatever. Just play the games. Yep, that's all they have to do. And I'm not worried about either Stewart's draft or Riverheads for football having to travel. But they'll business be fine. trips, as you said. Yeah. Yep. All right. College football. My biggest news of the day wasn't the news that I had to search for and find late in the day, which we'll talk about in a second, was what was thrown in my face this morning is that Virginia Tech will open the season next year against UNC, which we knew, but they'll host on Friday night, Uh, Labor Day weekend, during high school football games. So not only does Leland and Joe not get to go if we're doing our usual thing for radio, we don't even get to watch the game. And I just hate it. Like, why is that major conference playing on Friday night? Like Thursday is fine. Thursday used to be a big night for college football. Isn't as much now because the NFL wanted it. But Friday night is just, just stay off. If you're a major conference to stay off Friday night, I'd rather this game be Saturday at noon than Friday night. I agree with you. I agree. Um, that being said, and that's this selfish. is probably it's because I can't watch it. Yeah, but this is probably <laughs> a gift because this is not going to be a fun game for us if we watched it. I still watch them when we get beat. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with the concept. I'm not saying we're going to win. I'm just saying, I I just like, I don't like them playing on Friday either. I would like the ability to watch them lose. If I want to watch the game, which I would, I do want to watch the game. I don't think it's going to go well. I have a feeling it would be a game. I didn't finish because I would just get to a point where I was like, you know what? This is going to be a long year and I need to not do this in the first game, but it sucks. As I just, soon as they put UNC first that we're, we're dealt that card. Yeah, it sucks. I, I don't, I agree with you. I think major college or major conferences need to stay away from Friday night altogether. 
Thursday night's fine. High school night. It is. Let the let the high schools have their night. You know, if you know, if the Sun Belt or Fun Belt or whoever wants to play on Friday night, okay, whatever. Knock yourself out. But major Power Five conferences do need to stay away from Friday night. On Friday night. I was just say I think the Maxion plays on Wednesday nights. I feel like they play Mondays and Tuesdays. I was just say I do. (laughs) I do think the Mac might play on every day of the week, like except Sunday. Like they might play the other six days of the week. For sure, like Tuesday through Saturday, they play any one of those days. I think I I'm not sure if they have any Monday games because of Monday Night Football, and those games are made for ESPN. Yeah, Friday. yeah, so they probably definitely, play five days a week. Definitely Tuesday. I think in the middle of the season, the action is happening like only on Tuesday and Wednesday. Like, there's no weekend games. It's like I love no, that the though. You know what? Tuesday that conference should absolutely only play conference games when they get to that part of the schedule. That should be the only conference on Tuesday I mean, and Wednesdays. Could, yeah, you get ESPN is one action, ESPN two is the other action. Like, I mean, it's it's a lot of action. If you haven't watched a action game, you haven't lived because there is some stuff you will not nope, see elsewhere so. in the country. Yeah, if there is some, you won't see that kind of stuff anywhere else. Uh, there's just some crazy stuff that happens in Mac games. Turf everywhere, yeah. Well, and just, I mean, snaps <laughs> over heads, fake punts that weren't supposed to be fake punts but turn into huge plays. I mean, it's just, and at the end of the game, you're just like, yeah, man. Speaking of lesser football, JMU will get their fifth game scheduled in. Mm-hmm. I had to, apparently Friday this happened. Mm-hmm. I found out hour before recording. Yeah. They did get the Richmond game rescheduled. The home game against Richmond that was hoped best to happen Saturday, March 20th. Uh, they got that rescheduled for April 17th. My immediate reaction was April 17th and the playoffs starting. And I will give credit to whoever made JMU schedule. If you left a buffer week between your last game scheduled on April 10th, until the next week when the FCS playoffs will be announced of all the trash that I've ever thrown to JMU about pushing for this football and anything that's happened, anything I negative said credit to the man. If it's born, that's fine. If you had a buffer weekend there, good for you. That was smart because they they're using it. They're getting the game in that they need and they're going to play Richmond. Well, they've been wanting this, and the only reason they got it is because Richmond had the William & Mary game for this Saturday canceled yeah, because of COVID at William & Mary. So it's the only reason they're getting Richmond again. JMU's happy about it. JMU should be happy about it because it's... They need the game. They need the game. It would be rough to have three weeks off before you play a playoff game. Um, that would be hard. But they're going to get Richmond. It'll be a good Plus opponent. Plus a smaller playoff. So you're going to see a harder team in round mm-hmm. one than yeah. you normally do. It'll, it'll be a good team in Richmond. I don't think Richmond's lost a game yet this year. So it'll be a better opponent uh, compared to the rest of your schedule. So I'm interested to see how they look. And uh, I'm interested to see who gets the start at quarterback. It's got to be Johnson, right? Uh, it was supposed to be Gage. Remember before oh, no, Gage. Gage is the back. It was supposed Gage to be him, but then he had COVID during the okay, William and Mary game, so he didn't play. I want the second kid too. Yeah. Yeah. I guys mixed up with my names there. I want the second kid. I saw a tweet that was like, it's ridiculous like how little attention ESPN has paid this FCS season. Y'all, there's a bunch of stuff going on. There's a bunch of other sports going on. There's baseball starting, there's masters going on, there's NCAA basketball tournament, which is probably the first thing I should have mentioned. Like, if y'all wanted attention. Should have played a spring season. 
hockey. Play when they're already talking about football and you hope baseball, to get mentioned, fine. NBA. But when they're not used to seeing football, they're not going to bring it up for no reason. Yeah, the, the ESPN has a pretty what, lucrative deal with this thing called the National Basketball Association. Yeah. And, I mean, they're showing some games on ESPN, but not like they don't have that many contracts with these FCS uh, conferences. Yeah, ESPN and for a reason. Have... It's the same reason, Leland, and I keep saying, Jamie needs to move up. Because nobody cares. I know yeah, FCS people care. Action. I know FCS people care, but we don't. And most Give of the country Tuesday doesn't. Give us games in, in Bridgeforth. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, probably care more then. I would. If, Jamie, you played in the MAC, yeah. Heck yeah. Love to see me some Ohio Bobcats versus Jamie Dukes. Ohio, we could have, we could have I'd, have, I'd be really torn. That'd be a heart divided right there. <laughs> you are second rate. You think the G5 schools get crapped on? I was going to say the G5 is second rate. You, th- I get mad when the G5, but that's because they tell them they're the same. No one's even telling you that you're the same. They're telling you you're different. You can have your own damn championship. Yeah. And they're telling you Saturday, you're less than. Before the NFL games, we're going to squeeze you in, in there somewhere. Yeah, they're telling you you're less than. It, you want the same credit. That's a you problem. They're telling you. They're not even telling you like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're one of us. You're one of us. They're like, no, 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 you're not one of us. So just get over it. Like, if you want more FCS coverage, I don't know, man. Create a network and call it FCS. It'll be gone in a year. There's a website for them. I, I forget what it is because I never go to it, but there's a website It'll for be them. gone in a year. Let's go to the B block. We got John Leonard. I'm excited for it. I hope you're in a good mood for John. I, I, hope, I hope you don't bring us all down. Yeah, we'll see. And we have John Leonard with us this week. And John, thank you for joining us. We wanted to bring you on to talk some baseball. Baseball's been underway. Uh, so far, not too many COVID stoppages other than the Nats. And I think, I don't know, there was one other one. Maybe the White Sox. I can't remember now. But uh, what has been your take of baseball and how great is it that it's finally back? Uh, it's it's great that we're having a full season or, or what hopefully will be a full season. By the way, thanks for having me back on. It's great to talk to you guys again. Um, yeah, I've been really enjoying the MLB package. Um, and I think, you know, most of, most of my thoughts with Major League Baseball right now uh, would be around the Philadelphia Phillies who are actually winning games and they have a bullpen that actually are getting guys out. Uh, and I'm I'm, uh, so I'm a little excited about that so far. I don't know how long it'll it'll last, but I'm going to enjoy it while it does. Well, since you brought up the Phillies, um, <laughs> what is the purpose no of Major League say. Baseball having instant replay if the people in New York <laughs> refuse to overturn calls because they're worried about hurting umpires' feelings? <laughs> So let's, let's, I, I hope I'm not going to lose my Philadelphia sports card for this, but I mean, he was bomb was out, right? I mean, let's just, he, he was, he was out. Uh, Joe, I couldn't help but think a little bit about how frustrated you get uh, thinking that MLB is out to get your Orioles or that the umpires are out to get your Orioles. Because I think Cause that's grounded in truth, apparently. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, I, think, I think that's, <laughs> I think it's a normal fan's 
feeling sometimes, right? You know, you see that pitch that's called a ball when it clearly hit the, the little outline on the screen. And I am going to have to remember this. Like the next time I start thinking that there's any kind of, <laughs> any kind of, uh, conspiracy against my team. I'm just going to have to remember that we got this. I mean, it actually gave them a win for Pete's sake. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. Um, I saw, I actually saw that Eric Kratz, who is a former Philly and former Valley leaguer, by the way, uh, had a give and take with Jason Stark, um, on Twitter today and Kratz was saying, Hey, look, I'm looking for a job. I'll do it. I don't care if I tick off the umpires. <laughs> I couldn't help but think that he would probably be great at it. I bet it, it almost yeah, I needs to be not an umpire because the umpires are all together and they're all like, no, you know, this is a tough job. We're all in the same brotherhood or whatever nonsense. And it's, I have never met. You have to, I guess, sir, all officials have a certain ego, but no one has an ego like an MLB umpire. I mean, they're just the most pompous, arrogant buffoons. And one of them sued Major League Baseball and was legally told he sucks at his job. Legally, by a judge, he said, no, you didn't get a good assignment because you're bad at your job. And yet, Major League Baseball can't do anything to him other than not give him playoff assignments. It, it does seem like uh, the focus here of the last couple of days on the umpires is not something that Major League Baseball would want. I I, uh, I don't know, I don't know how. Uh, well, I I guess we probably could come up with ways that they could fix it. You know, you get a get rid of a couple of them. <laughs> the uh, ones people know. Yeah, they're make that list pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, look, I always complain about balls and strikes. I feel like, but my brother and I were watching a game. Saturday night and there was maybe one or two that I was like oh that's wrong but overall like I actually made the comment to my brother at one point in like the seventh inning I was like I don't think this guy's missed a call behind the plate like he's doing a great job I don't know who this guy is but he's doing a really good job and that's how it should be I shouldn't know umpires names I know more MLB umpires names than I do any other league's officials I think the only NFL official I can come up with that's currently active right now is uh, well, I don't even know if he's active right now because Ed Hockley retired. But that I was just because, yeah, that was just because he had awesome guns. Like I don't know any NFL official's name. Show, yeah. Well, the the NBA had their own their own uh, huge huge problem, you know. With uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, oh yeah, Donahue. Donahue, yeah. yeah. Tim Donahue and and, uh, and shaving points and things like that. Yeah, I mean, There's I a great I, uh, I like that. that we. I like that we have. Oh, I listened to that podcast too. That was really good. Um, I, I I think it's good that we have instant replay. I, you know, it, it adds another layer, supposedly another layer of accountability. But then what happens? Uh, what happens was it just last night? Just last night. It's been a, it's been a long day. It really has. Been. It feels <laughs> like it's been a week. Well, apparently, um, it hasn't been shows. long enough because Major League Baseball hasn't decided. They haven't released a statement on it. What are they going to say, Joe? What do you want them to say? Like, I want them to say we're going to say that they would actually say. I want them to say we're going to fix this. We're not going to let an an umpire do this. We're not going to let an umpire be in charge of replay anymore because it's very apparent that they can't do it. The Michael Conforto thing was bad. That last night was criminal. 
Last night, somebody should lose their job. Someone should lose their job from last night. Whoever was the person in New York should be fired. In fact, I don't even want them to get hired at like any other job. Like I want them to be homeless if that's what it takes. Because you can't be that bad at your job. You just can't. You cannot have like five different angles. No, I, I just no, listen, Joe. You can say that they can't have this job, but you can't say that they can't have any. Job. They can't have I any mean, job. They can't be trusted, John. What job can oh, I trust yeah. them with, John? This is a this is a well that you're diving, jumping into with Joe here. Yeah, this is uh, he's in a mood tonight. So I, welcome, what, welcome. What block? What block are we in? Is this C block? C block? Like, how far have we gone here? I'm, I'm wondering what I'm I just I don't know how you can I don't know how you have that video evidence in front of you. You look at all that and be like, yeah, he was safe. Like, I, to me, yeah, you can't do any job. <laughs> to me, you can't do any job. If you can look at that and be like, yeah, he was safe. Take away his shelter. Yeah. Maybe oh maybe after two years so, of living in a box, maybe he'll have his vision correct. No, that's shelter. That's shelter, Joe. That's He's got to be under the stars. Yeah, you know what? Good point, Leland. <laughs> I was being nice that in a moment of weakness, I was being nice. Maybe if he sleeps under the stars or the storm clouds for two <laughs> two years, he'll finally have his vision magically corrected to where he can actually be able to do a job mm. and not worry so about hurting gonna... some incompetent umpire behind the plate's feelings. And, and you know John, what? I'll move this. I'm wondering why Joe is so worked up, and now I think I have the answer. Joe, you had money on this game, didn't you? <laughs> That's not even. I mean, uh huh. Maybe, that but that's not why. That's not why I'm mad. I, it's a it's a problem. I I said this last night in a in a group text with some other guys. It just feels like Major League Baseball is the one sport that can't even get replay right. This all it seems like this always happens with baseball, more so than other sports. I know football sometimes yeah. they go to replay and you're like, oh my gosh, they still got that wrong. But it like that's once in a while major league baseball i feel like this happens a lot every year where i'm watching and, and, I'm and like, that's what how do you blow this and that's what irritates me about baseball's replay is like the rules of what can and can't be reviewed like that drives me like get it right like there should just be a get it right situation that needs to be the rule and, for all replay it, honestly yeah. in all sports I, I hate the like gray area but like, like football oh, got better with it football adjusted mm-hmm. and got better like baseball needs to attempt to get better well, Leland, that's just what I was about to say. Like, do you remember uh, maybe two seasons ago, the NFL allowed yeah. coaches to to appeal on pass interference calls? Yep, yep. And they never, like, I don't know if they changed a single one. And it showed that this system isn't working right. So we've got to well, do something. Like, I hope at least football, football will do the same thing. Well, at least football, like, I don't think they changed the pass interference, but at least, like, they put something in place to allow, like, give it a, a venue. Like, baseball, it's just like there's certain things you cannot challenge no matter what. And there's a, a I think it was in the playoffs the other year, wasn't it? A sack fly rule or something. And, like, you can't challenge that. Oh, no, and no, no. Like, it was two years ago in the Nats World Series against the Astros. Something, it cost the Nats the game. I mean, it was yeah. some weird rule that, um, I think it was a catcher interference and they couldn't challenge or runner interference is what it was. They couldn't challenge the runner interference portion. Yeah, that's just stupid. Um, yeah, John, I'm going to move off this instant replay. Cause like, I, I'm afraid of getting Joe stuck in a rut here Please. on the 
on the Phillies front, and this is lightly Phillies talk. I really like that viral video that went around where Bryce Harper is just getting hammered by a fan about how good Acuna is. And, and Bryce was like telling him how to properly pronounce his name, which I might be able to use that, like that help right now. But Acuna, I thought that viral video was yeah. awesome where, uh, where Bryce is just like, <laughs> you're not saying his name right. Like he didn't say how much better Acuna is than him. He's just like, pronounce it correctly. <laughs> right. Right. You call yourself a fan. Like at least say his name, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the that was a good moment for Bryce, I thought, to go viral. Right, the guy posted on Twitter, and I think one of the first comments underneath was somebody wrote, you know, the guy just posted his own murder. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the same thing when the guy posted. I was like, why did you post this? <laughs> well, he, he just kept yelling through what Bryce was trying to tell him. I don't think he was, you know, he wasn't interested in hearing what Bryce had to say. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, according to most most people who know Bryce Harper, is he's actually a pretty good guy. I, I don't. Uh, I think that interaction showed that he has a decent sense of humor, at least. So, yeah, I, I know. Mean, I you know, he hears it every ballpark he's in. He hears some equivalent of that. So, yeah, it's good that he can let it roll off of him like that. Sure, John. So, surely wouldn't be able to. When it, moving off the Phillies momentarily, I want to ask you about Jacob Degrom because. I think that guy is the unluckiest dude in all of Major League Baseball. I mean, he goes out and pitches a Cy Young performance, it feels like, every single night. And he's, I think, something dumb over the last 34 appearances. He's sick. The Mets are six games under 500 in games he's pitched, and he has like a 2-1-4 ERA in those games. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, he he has been incredible, and then incredibly unlucky as well. And I I don't know. Like sometimes these things. I remember it happened to some Phillies pitchers back. Sorry, I keep bringing it back to the Phillies. Like I think it happened to Steve Carlton one year. Um, it, it's it's almost. I remember Richie Ashburn talking about it on a on a uh, on a broadcast. Where he said it's almost like the the batters of the good pitchers are watching him and they're saying, you know, hitting is really hard. <laughs> they kind of forget how to do it. You know, when, when the is out there, it's really shoving. It's like everybody forgets how to hit. And it's like, they're watching this, this amazing pitcher in action. But I don't know, like those things tend to return to, to the mean, to, to the average. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm expecting that to happen with the Mets hitters and, and DeGrom as well over time. I can't imagine that it wouldn't. What if the Mets just so aren't we, good, though? Like, what if at the end of the day, all this hype about the Mets and how they're going to be an NLE's favorite and all that, it's just not true because the Mets are still the Mets and Jacob DeGrom needs to get the hell out of there. Well, that might be true, too. Yes, it is. It is far too early. I mean, most teams have what nine games in. It is. It is a little early yeah. to get excited about anything or, or discouraged about anything. Nah, pull the Except plug on the Mets. They're done. Uh, at three games in, Joe was pretty pumped. <laughs> right, his Orioles actually had a percentage chance of making the playoffs. Well, that's we. Drafted. We've only played three games, right? We haven't played any others. <laughs> <laughs> well, Boston's played six more. <laughs> no, I don't think so. That game Saturday so, night was an exhibition. It was a rerun. 
So, John, you said you had the NF, the major league uh, baseball ticket. So, when you're not watching your Philadelphia, who's catching your eye the most? What what teams are you tuning into when you're flipping around? Well, I've, I've really been enjoying watching the Padres. Yes. That, that young, young, exciting team. But that team's I got hurt. Wish, yeah, I really wish he didn't get hurt. I mean, he's on my fantasy team, too. So, that, that sort of <laughs> kills me twice. But, uh yeah, they they're I so love fun. Their, their young core. Uh, they're mm-hmm. just uh, they're an exciting team to watch, and I I am hoping that they can give the Dodgers a run this year. They're hanging with them so far. Yeah, I hope for that too. I mean, like I defended the Dodgers in the playoffs last year because they only had really one big name free agent. So I was like, okay, like you can't just pass the Dodgers because they spend money. They spend a lot of money on their own guys that they've developed. But then this offseason, they just spat in my face with that and went and got multiple people for big money. So, yeah, I'm all about whatever it takes to bring the Dodgers down. I'm all for it. And I, I was already on the San Diego bandwagon, that, you know, just to root for it. You know, when it's 10 o'clock at night and there's baseball on, watching the San Diego game is pretty, pretty fun. Right. They're a little easier to watch on the weekends here on the East Coast. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah I usually get the first inning or something. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, John, what teams do you think will be standing the length of a 162 game season? Oh, who's your picks? Do you, do you want do you want a World Series matchup here or sure? sure. Let's t- let's do it. Oh goodness! Let me get some paper so I can write it down. <laughs> right, because careful on that AL be- pick, by the way. We'll, we'll track it every week. We'll talk about John's picks every week. <laughs> Before oh, you say boy. it, I just, you know, I just want you to know, just be careful on that American League pick. Well, okay. Um, is there something <laughs> I need to be aware of? Uh, I mean, if you take say away your house. You pick her on, he's going to take away your house. <laughs> <laughs> I won't take away your house, but, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm saving that for the replay official. I don't want to abuse that power. That I don't have. You know, I probably, I probably should do what uh, Joe, what you sometimes do, and like I would never pick the Phillies to do this because um, then it's kind of a double whammy when it doesn't happen. Yeah. And I think, I think the Braves, I think the Braves are better than the Phillies anyway. Um, I don't see anybody from the NL Central going, and then in the West, it's the Dodgers and the Padres. So Braves, Dodgers, Padres. And I probably should go with the Braves because they're the team that would annoy me the most. Wow. <laughs> See, I like that strategy. I don't think they're going to win the pennant, but I like that strategy. They've been due, I think. Like two years ago, I thought they were going to do it. And then last year, I thought it was – I think if the season goes normal last year, like maybe that would have been their time. So I, I think it's a little bit like the Nationals ended up being. Like when the Nationals like kind of paid off – maybe a year behind schedule and all of a sudden there they were. I just wonder if, if maybe the Braves do that. I, I think that's a good point, John. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the Phillies will hang with them in the regular season and the Mets, Mets and Marlins and Nationals surely don't look like they will either. Again, it is early. This American league pick though, this is going to, I don't like this at all. I don't see anybody really, Standing out as 
and, and there's no way I'm picking them. The Yankees and the Braves, like that would be. No. I would. I'm not even sure I'd Don't watch say that. that. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> you know, I, I actually watched uh, Tampa Bay play against the Yankees yesterday, and really liked what I saw uh, out of Tampa Bay again. And they were just in the World Series last year. They were. They were. And I think that might be the safest as far as my fandom is concerned and being able having to be palatable. You should have gone Houston. That that would have made Joe's day. Oh, I bet. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although Dusty Baker, I think, messed up that uh, living in glass houses quote that he had the other day. I don't think he got that quite right. But, um, hey, sometimes the ceiling is the roof. Sometimes good people say weird things. Sometimes the ceiling is the true. roof. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Okay, so that's what I'll do. I'll do Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Wow. I like it. That's what you're rooting for? No, you're not rooting for the Braves. No, 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 no. Uh, no he's no, picking. No, it's, okay. It's Phillies every day. That's of the interesting. Week that's who we're yeah. rooting for. <laughs> no, I thought you might buy it on the White Sox with all the hype they were getting. Yeah, see, that's, that's the team that right now I think is the biggest threat to the Yankees. I didn't want you to pick the Yankees. I, I'm picking the Yankees. That's the team I didn't want you to you pick. Know, <laughs> The White Sox, that's that is not a bad pick either, except I don't like I don't know if Larusa mm-hmm. I just think they could have such a better better guy running the show. You there. mean like the I guy mean, who they he, had he last year? They walked Albert Pujols the other day, for Pete's sake. Do you think that was Tony Larusa yeah, like, throwing a bone to his old player? Well, yeah, I think he, he's he's a little bit stuck like in, in two thousand and three or something, I'm I'm afraid. <laughs> I just want a manager that'll that'll make it to the ballpark every night, you know. Well, yeah, and not not get in trouble with that, <laughs> sure. But you know, the truth is, like when I when I'm looking at box scores, I'm always checking the battle league guys first, you know. So I'm I'm always I'm I'm doing that most mornings as well. Uh, I, I I check that almost sometimes before I check the final scores. Is that why we're picking the Rays? Yeah, they've got a couple important ones. I know. They got Z- Zombros in the organization down there. He is. Bruce uh, Ryan Yarborough. Oh, yeah. 2012. Yeah. And, and we talked about these guys in the World Series last year. That's right. Yeah. And Michael Brasseau uh, yep. was in Waynesboro in 2015. I don't know. So, speaking of the Valley League, speaking of the Valley League, we're supposed to have a season? Or we're, on, we're on pace for a season, right, John? We absolutely are. Uh, there's gonna there's gonna be baseball. So is there any is there any known at this time differences that like is there fan limit talk between the league or is that something we just find out closer to time? Because I, I know there's the state mandated situation, all that, and you're you're at bay of that. Is there already discussions about how that conveys to a night in the Valley League Park? There have been there have been no decisions, no final decisions made. But, the, okay. the league the league acknowledges that there will be COVID protocols, but we don't know what they are yet. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair at this point. And and we still have I mean, we still have almost two full months before yeah. the season starts, and so so over over the next sixty days or so, things will probably change. Um, we'll see what what the governor says and uh, and COVID. And, we'll, and the league will come up with COVID protocols. Um, 
I am super excited about it. Uh, we have double headers built into the schedule this year. Nice. Uh, so on weekends, you can go to maybe go to your favorite park and see two games instead of just one. Um, I, I just think, and I and I've and I have heard really positive things about the caliber of player we're getting in as well this year. I think it's going to be a good season. So, what, are the, is there any like league leaders from last year, and are people that you're watching out for or big names that you already have an eye on? Not yet. That's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually starting. I'm going to start working on the season previews in another couple weeks, uh, where I'll, I'll be able to answer that question a little better. Uh, but it seems almost across the board, teams are saying that they have really good players, high-quality players coming, and I'm I'm just taking them at their word at this point. Well, and, and that's great to hear, John, because I know that yeah. we've talked to you before. You know, one of the concerns was with all these dream leagues or whatever Major League Baseball is calling them, that that was going to eat into the talent pool, and it, it seems like at least this year that's not the case. I think that's right. Um, and, and I'm also, you know, all of these players got another year of eligibility. So there's actually a bigger pool, I think, this year. So if if the Major League Baseball runs summer leagues start to eat into the talent, it won't it won't happen this year. It might not even happen next year. Um, hopefully it won't happen at all. Right. Um, like this year, I'm excited. There are a couple teams that have uh, that will have incoming freshmen playing on their teams for the first oh, wow. time in a long time. Um, I can only speak right now out of knowledge to say that Strasburg has at least one Kentucky commit coming to play this summer. So it'll be a kid just out of high school uh, playing in the Valley League, and uh, I'm excited about that. Well, yeah, I mean, those guys, yeah, that's real interesting to get the relationship with those guys. So maybe even as they, if they're that good, maybe they choose to come back to this league or even if they move on to, you know, a Cape Cod league or something else, like he's had that connection with the Valley League. That's, I like that a lot. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The, the word was that um, it was uh, the Bichette kid from Toronto, from the Blue Jays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> inquired into playing in the Valley League. And we did not have any, we didn't have any guidelines set up for having incoming freshmen play. And so we had to tell him no. And I think he went maybe to the Coastal Plains instead. And it just, it just kills me to think that we could have him as an alumni, you know, one of these real up and coming uh, major league, major league players. But that, that day will come. Say it ain't Bo. Well, I'm glad that um, the Valley has apparently changed that rule because, yeah, I mean, if a kid's good enough, I'd say, yeah. Oh, and that's actually one of the one of the parameters. The kid has to be considered a top prospect to even be able to do it. Like, they won't take just anybody out of high school. Right. So, well, and that's fair. That should be how it is in the Valley League, yes. <laughs> so, what have you been binge watching for baseball season, when you had when you probably had a little time to watch something, what what have you been binge watching? Well, this this probably isn't this isn't a, a real a great answer, but I've been I've been rewatching Mash. <laughs> it's an answer. <laughs> it's the first time I've gotten that answer, but it's an answer. Uh, I love John. So I discovered 
I discovered that Hulu has all 11 seasons of MASH, and I've been watching a few episodes of that uh, almost daily. If you're talking about new stuff, uh, there's this show on Netflix called The Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Um, my my boss just kept telling me, you have to watch this show, and I started watching it, and it really is very entertaining. And I haven't finished it yet. I'm only like four episodes in, but it, that's been very entertaining, too. So maybe that would be more uh, a more hip answer, so to speak. I want to talk to you about that when you're done, John. I mean, honestly, knowing, because we know most of our audience, your MASH answer probably is pretty, like, you probably got a lot of nods on that from, like, the guys I'm thinking about that I know listen to our podcast, guys and gals, they're probably like, yeah, MASH, who has that? I didn't know that. Like, you probably, you're probably more on pace with that than the rest of us talking about, you know, WandaVision and Mandalorian and stuff like that. You're probably right on with that. Oh, man, when I was in high school, I used to come home and I would watch two. Then they were syndicated back then, right? And they were all out of order. And But one of the UHF, UHF channels in the Philadelphia area had back-to-back episodes of MASH. I think it was at 7 and 7.30. And I used to sit and watch those back-to-back almost every night. And then I would start my homework at 8 o'clock. And so being able to watch these shows has a real feeling of nostalgia um, they're, they're decently written, um, decently acted. Um, I just, I just really enjoy it. See, to show our, a little bit of age difference there, I was, I'd get home and watch six o'clock Simpsons, six and six thirty on the DC box. So that, that might show the little, the little age gap between you and I where. Yeah, probably a slight age gap. Sure. <laughs> but Joe, Joe probably came home and watched like Modern Family. That's how young he is. So. <laughs> no, not quite that young. Ah, <laughs> uh, time just keeps marching on. It does. Well, on that note, uh, <laughs> John, I loved the Mash answer, even though uh, I've watched my fair share of Mash, uh, but. That's a, I love that answer. And like I said, I want to talk to you about Umbrella Academy when you're done. But thank you, John, for joining us. And uh, until next time, have a good week. Have a good, uh, have a good few weeks. We'll probably bring you on when it gets close to Valley League season again. Yeah. So, June's coming. Yeah. I've, I've enjoyed it as usual. Thanks for having me on. All righty. Thanks again to John Leonard for taking time to talk to Leland and I. Yeah, man, we really, I don't know how much of that. I was going to say, I don't know how much of that interview uh, survived the the cutting room floor, but um, we thank him for putting up with us. So yeah, no, it's not going to, it won't be cut because of anything John said. Yeah. It'll be me or Leland or just rambling, but Leland, what is dominating your life? So the Masters didn't really dominate my life as much as it usually does. Uh, and it was just because the weather was good this weekend. And I'm not saying other years the, ma- the weather has been bad when I watch more Masters. It's just This year it added up that way. Uh, it was like 20 degrees a week ago. Uh, and this week was much nicer. So I was outside more this weekend and getting some stuff done. But it was still an enjoyable tournament. I like it back where it's normally supposed to be in April and not – in November or whatever that was when Dustin Johnson won. 
And Hideki Matsuyama won, which is nice. I, I think it's cool. He's a name that's been around for a while. He's been a solid golfer. He's one of those guys that finishes solidly uh, a lot of times. And it was his, maybe not his turn. He went and won it. Like he came out on Saturday, put up a number that wasn't going to probably get touched. And then he maintained it on Sunday. So it wasn't the most dramatic Sunday of Masters golf, but I still think enjoyable. I always just, it's the beginning of spring. I, I know you, you get these springtime to me is the middle of March to the middle of April. That's the beginning of spring. And I know that's four weeks of beginning, but that is more than four than weeks tournament starting base or, you know, tournament going baseball starting and masters. And like, I guess the masters is kind of like my Memorial day weekend. Like maybe summer's already started, but now we're really going. And, and that's what the masters did for me. So it was fun. Um, I can't see Hideki winning that thing and not think that it's nice to have an Asian player win something right now when there's a lot of a negative attention being thrown at Asians unjustifiably. I think it's nice to have something to celebrate there with an Asian athlete. I don't think the people that are spewing hatred towards Asians are probably affected like in an opposite way by seeing this golfer win. But I do think it's nice to have a positive public thing happening uh, for a, an Asian athlete in, in, uh, in America right now. So I, I can't skip past that. I think it's a good thing. But what I'd like to skip past is as much as I tell you, I'm done betting. I still threw $6 at this weekend. I was like, did you bet it on the masters? Man, I bet a dollar bets on four different guys or like two, four, two dollar bets and two, two dollar bets. And I mean, when it came to Sunday morning, I was like, oh, well, no one has a chance that I have money on. So that's great. So $6 down the drain. That's not as much money as the other bets that I've made. But I need to get my money out of the account so I stop just throwing $5 at stuff. So. Just don't bet it on things like the Masters. That's really hard. The all Like Tony Finau, I threw like a dollar at him and he could win me 64 And I was like, okay. That's pretty nice. Yeah. And like Dustin Johnson, the defending champion, like I threw a dollar at him and he can win me 20. I'm like, okay. So I didn't bet $20 on 20 different guys. I bet $6 on four different guys. It was all right. Yeah. I don't know. You and I need to talk I'm still about, a conservative better. You and I need to talk about more sure things. Um, so you can get some of that money back. But. Yeah, I actually watched some of the Masters on Sunday. Um, oh, look at you. Yeah. It was all right. You should have watched it when it was, like, really interesting. Like I was going to say. I, people are that's falling what, apart at 12. And... That is what got me out of it. I think I watched Matsuyama, like, the first six holes, and then I was like, I just don't see a scenario where he doesn't win, so I'm out. He, and I went. He, he did lose, like, four strokes at one point. Like, Yeah, that was before I watched. Like, hole one, I was in because that – Zalatoris guy closed two strokes and then he blew a stroke and it was down to like a one stroke lead. And I was like, Ooh, and then Zalatoris bogeyed and Matsuyama built it out to a four stroke lead again. And I was like, nah, I'm out. So, um, but yeah, so I watched it. It was fine. Um, I guess I just have bad luck whenever I watch golf. It just seems like it's always the year it's decided and I don't, the, that's why I do kind of the players championship is more of match play, right? Uh, no, it's it's just a normal four it's round not, golf. But oh, I hate yeah. that. Then. 
I like the match play one, whatever one that is. I like that. The one, one in late fall there. Yeah. I like that one. Cause it's, yeah, it's just like a, yeah. it's fun. It's like team atmosphere mm-hmm. stuff too. Yeah. 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 Like Ryder cup is what you're saying. Ryder cup. I like, it's not the Ryder cup that I was thinking about. There is one that like individual golfers, it's match play. It's a tournament. I felt like, but maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong on the names, maybe like, I'm not gonna, I actually, I'm not going to double down and say you're wrong. Like, uh, I'm just not placing it. I, I, when you said the players championship, I think I thought the PGA. So like, uh, all four majors are four round. Yeah, events. no, it's not. So, yeah, no, this isn't a major. Okay. That's, that's my, I just thought wrong. I think when you said that, so. I don't know, but anyway, that's what I like. Um, oh, well, since you brought up betting, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it helps when I'm not getting, done in by terrible and incompetent people that are, you know, umpires or whatever. Um, that one actually, I, I had hit the other three legs. All I need was the Braves. And then some umpire decides it'd be hilarious. I actually don't blame the guy at the game. I'm glad that John called you out on this. I'm glad that he knew without you saying. Yeah, but I would have been mad anyway. Like, I, I felt bad for the Marlins, and that didn't cost me money. I felt terrible for them that Michael Conforto leans over the plate. They review it, and they're like, oh, nothing we can do. He's still never touched home. He hasn't touched home yet. I saw a hilarious tweet that someone, uh, police are searching for Alec Bohm because he never reached home last night. Yeah, I mean, it was, which made me laugh. Totally unfunny situation if, you know, in the wrong context, but funny if you know well, what had happened. But most jokes are, yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I just can't understand. And again, live, I get it, right? Live, I understand they're humans, they make mistakes. That's why we have replay, to fix human mistakes. But when we get to the point in Major League Baseball, again, I'll just touch on it here again. It just feels like this happens in Major League Baseball more than the other sports where you look at replay. It's so painfully obvious that they're wrong. And Major League Baseball is like, yeah, we're going to be wrong and we're going to love it. That was on national TV. Prime time national TV. You showcased to the country. We suck at our jobs. Also, we're the MLB Umpire Association. Show us some respect. No. That's You know why people don't respect MLB umpires? That's why. Because they're incompetent clowns. I know more MLB umpires than I do every other league's officials combined. Joe West, bad at his job. Angel Hernandez, bad at his job. C.B. Buckner, bad at his job. Tell me a major league umpire that is good at his job. I don't know them. See, that's, that's the problem, is that these guys are out on a limb and we only learn them when they do bad. Like NFL referees that like we have known their name or don't like, it's not, it's like, cause like they're ripping out of their hulking out of their shirt. But that should be your it's goal. Not. That needs to be your goal. And that's not the goal of MLB umpires. MLB no, umpires like live on the fame. Yeah. They live on the fame. Like, you know what? Like I'm going to, I do think, yeah. Like TV <laughs> Teddy, like <laughs> exactly. You know why I know him? Cause he makes the game about him. Like MLB Everything umpires are, MLB umpires are the kings of that. They're like, this is my game, and everybody's here to see me blow it. Like, and just be loud wrong. And then and then after the game, I'll be like, yeah, I was wrong, and I loved it. Or sometimes, they'll sue Major League Baseball. 
Who was the one that called the guy safe at first on Sanchez's no hitter? See, I don't remember his name, but you know why? Because he was super upset about it, and he hasn't been like a habitual terrible umpire. It's not a C.B. Uh, Buckner situation where like this guy's been hanging around too long and he's terrible at his job, or Angel Hernandez, who is year after year rated the worst MLB umpire, or Joe West, who is just an absolute clown. It's just, it's so infuriating that Major League Baseball can't fix this. And I know I joke about, you know, that guy should be homeless, whoever the replay official was. But honestly, they should lose their job. Like, you don't keep your job on that. Oh, don't back off of your bold statement there. Come on. I'm not backing off that he should lose his job. He should lose his job. No, homelessness. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I, I just, how can you competently on national television blow that so badly? And then be like, yeah, you know what, though? This guy gets to keep his job. Like, no, he embarrassed your sport. Jim Joyce was that umpire I was asking. Sure, yeah, now that you say it. it, But, see, like, it doesn't come to mind immediately because Jim Joyce, that's the mistake he made. And he doesn't make anymore. situation. Like, that was a one-time incident kind of thing. Not like a, you're terrible all the time. You're not Chuck Knobloch, you know? Yeah, C.B. Buckner, terrible umpire. Constantly just totally blowing calls left and right. Angel Hernandez, they should have a trophy that's given to the worst-rated umpire every year, and it should be called the Angel Hernandez Award. And in addition to getting the trophy, you get fired. Yeah. And, like, if you're married, forced into divorce. You know what? Leland's word's not mine. But (laughs) what's dominating my life is Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, my God. If you haven't seen this, I can't honestly recommend gonna. that you do. Um, oh I watched it. Come on. I watched it because I was just. What Oriole minor leaguer is doing good? I just really. And maybe it would have helped if I had watched like the Godzilla movie before. What this disappointed you? Like, it's yeah, Godzilla versus Col- like, what are we doing, man? It's it's a it's a run on joke in my house. It's like, hey. Dear, you know, we have we can watch a movie tonight. You want to watch Godzilla versus Kong, or are we going Mortal Kombat? Like, we have a joke about how. Can I be honest? How, that's going to be oh the next movie God. that disappoints me. Oh, but my goodness! I just, I just wanted to watch a dumb action movie, I guess, and this was too dumb. They try to make you care, and like I What's said, like I was saying, oh no, movie. I hate The Rock. Um, but anyway. Maybe if I had seen the other Godzilla movie, it would have helped a little bit. But I just didn't care about the characters on that side of the story at all. Not that I really cared about the Kong characters. And I've seen the Kong movies leading up to this one. I just, they're like, oh my gosh, look at all the danger. Oh my gosh, don't you care? It's the same thing about Rogue One with Star Wars. Like, oh my gosh, aren't you feeling so bad for all these characters? No, I just met them. I literally don't care about any of them. Not to sound harsh, but insert nameless character. Mm -mm. I like Rogue One. I like it's good. I like it better than episode nine and episode eight, but I don't know what that's saying. I don't like those movies at all. So my oldest likes episode three the best where he kills all the kids that just, I don't know what this says about her. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all right. But, um, 
it's not the worst movie of the it's not the (laughs) see i think that's just her embracing it but um this is the real world uh but anyway um yeah it was like these these people get in trouble and they get into trouble and they're in danger and i'm just like you know what if every single one of these people got vaporized i would lose no sleep i would think i would spend no time worried about any of these characters just to be argumentative like it you watch like any film that isn't a franchise those characters you only met then i guess they do a better job telling a story though like there's a story there this there is no story the whole the whole plot is also a little bit what what did you want also, like you're we need like, we I need to like go to find the life source of a car. Like, what we need doing? the we Earth is dying. We need to go find the energy source that's in the middle of the Earth. And uh, no spoilers here, but the end, like, spoil it for me. I could give a shit. The end. I'm just like, I don't understand the whole purpose of this movie. If the whole purpose was we're going to Hollow Earth, which Sadly, isn't the craziest thing I've heard in t- this year or the last two years. Hearing a theory that the Earth is hollow is not the craziest one. But hearing that... Tyree's probably on it. Like, you go to hollow Earth and get this source of great energy. And then, like, the ending, you're just like, great. Apparently, that was a waste a life, uh, life-risking danger that just was wasted because the end of the movie, they're just like, Nope, don't need it. And I'm like, cool. Well, great. At least we saved Kong, I guess. Who cares? Also, I just, I had that thought before you started talking. I didn't need explanation for who cares. (sighs) It just sucked. What I know that you need to know is (laughs) in addition, soccer, in addition to, uh, Kong versus Godzilla being terrible. No, Leland, it's to the ice we go. The NHL. Time to do some ice updates. We're getting close to the playoffs. Getting close to the playoffs now. And really, to be honest, I mean, I'm excited for the hockey playoffs. The top four teams in each division will make the playoffs. They'll play out their division playoffs. And then the top four get reseeded and they'll play. The person who comes out of each division will uh, they'll seed one through four, and then they'll play from there. But I How's really think penguins? they're in the three spot right now. Oh, we got to hold on to that. They'll be in the playoffs, but I, I would not hold high hopes on them getting out. They're either going to face the Caps or the Islanders, and I just don't think they're better than either one of those teams. Um, Caps. I'm afraid of the Islanders. But this the division to watch, and this is I've said this from the beginning of the year, and I still think this. The division to watch is the central division. Three of those teams I could see winning the Stanley Cup. I could see the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup again, like they did last year. I could see the Carolina Hurricanes winning the Stanley Cup. And maybe the Ice Cats is a little more of a stretch now. They've had two big injuries to their defense. Ice Cats? Florida Panthers, the Ice Cats. Oh, excuse me. See, I wasn't up on the lingo. Yeah. 
And maybe someone before those injuries had taken a futures bet on the Ice Cats because it was great odds. And maybe now he's feeling that a little less confident. Bet. Maybe now he's feeling a little less confident. But it is what it is. Toronto is a popular pick when I've listened to hockey podcasts. Toronto's popular pick. I just don't trust the division they're in. The Canadian teams are about all equally bad. So I don't see them coming out. The Colorado Avalanche is another team to look at. I don't think the Caps, I don't think the Islanders. Does Patrick Roy still play there? He doesn't, but the Colorado Avalanche are really good. So I would say if you're looking for a hockey team to, you know, who's going to win, right now I would say it's either the Avalanche or any of the three teams in the Central. I just, the East, which is the Caps, Islanders, Pens, and probably the Bruins go into the playoffs. I don't think you, any of those four have a I realistic bet you like shot. Those Bruins. That seems like a team you'd like. They're from a city that I will no longer recognize <laughs> as part of this country. Um, for for rain issues and just being terrible what every time. What happened to y'all's game tonight? It's Monday night. What happened to y'all's game tonight? Well, it actually rained. And so, you know, we did have to postpone because there was actually precipitation. Unlike in Boston, where if there's a cloud, they're like, oh, the humidity. In New York, they get that thing started no matter what. At the Mets, they're going to they're That gonna was play. bad. That Nine was bad. Pitches. That was bad. Wasted start. That was bad. Um, But whatever. It's the Mets. Who cares? What were they going to do? Not score runs for them? Um, But (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, I'm looking forward. I love watching whenever that Central Division has a game on ESPN Plus or the NHL Network, uh, which I had a subscription for, but recently gave up on because I just wasn't watching enough of it now that baseball started. Um, I love watching those games in that division because even I mentioned those three teams, but the Predators, Blackhawks, Dallas Stars, those are all fun teams to watch too. Really the only team in that division that's not fun to watch is the Detroit Red Wings. And that's because even though they were like the dynasty of my childhood, that team looks like they've never stepped on a rink before. They are pretty bad. Um, Them and the Buffalo Sabres are like two teams that when you watch them play, you're like, I almost feel bad just because it's like an Alta Vista situation where they're on the ice and you're just like, this only is going to end one way and it's not going to be a good ending for you. So if you have a chance to watch the central division and the Detroit Red Wings are not playing highly recommend it. Fun hockey. I'll, I'll see in the playoffs. I mean, that's, I'll be honest. I'll see in the playoffs. I'll be there. I'll watch some of the playoffs. I'm going to be excited for the playoffs, man. Not until then. I just hope. All right. Yeah. I just hope the betting goes well. What I know that you need to know. Mac McClellan is back in the transfer portal and he's, he's looking at his NBA options. I'm not going to say so much that he's wrong because I don't know his situation and what motivated him to go to Texas tech. I just know it's wearing me out. I know this kid committed to Rutgers and then pulled his commitment and then went to Georgetown. Forgot about the Rutgers (laughs) and then transferred to Texas tech after seeing if he could make it in the NBA yet, which I felt was an obvious outcome like right. he's gonna test his out nba eligibility or whatever you know i was like i i just just go transfer just go find another school then and so he does that he goes to texas tech i think he had a great year I, a good solid year his coach left and that's where like if his coach didn't leave i probably would just have negative things to say but like his coach left for texas which i was surprised he did so like that's why i'm not gonna say he's wrong but here he is again looking for a fourth college team to commit to while also allowing the NBA to tell him not, not yet. 
I just I'm 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 worn out. I'm not gonna stop cheering for him wherever he winds up. I sure I'll be cheering him on and I'll be watching him shoot the ball and jump like crazy and all that. I'm just telling you he's wearing me out. I can't keep up with his decision making. Eventually I would like this kid to make the right decision. I guess for me, this is where Leland is old man Leland, and maybe I'm just embracing the new age a little more. It's four teams, but when it gets on the next team, that's four teams in like three years. I guess I just don't care anymore. It It is what it is, and... I don't like it. I was actually talking to John. We didn't talk to John about this in our interview. It's one of the only things we didn't talk about, I guess, but um, we, he said if these college coaches can leave on a whim... Why can't players? And when he put it like that, I was like, yeah, great point. I just. But in the previous, previous two places, no, no coach left. Yeah, but he, he got there and it wasn't the right fit. It's hard for a teenager to make a choice like that. And you know, sometimes you go to a job, like a, a job that you don't like. And like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta tough through it. Like, and this is only like for mm-hmm. another seat, like. He's at a good. He's at a good situation. Like he's at Texas Tech. The assistants taken over. You would hope there's like something good there. Like I would like. I wish. I just wish it. It were. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not. I'm not trying to run run down that road. If the coach was still there, maybe I would. But like, man, it is what it is. I mean, it is. It's it's just the new. It's it's how college sports are going to be now. Like the the kid going to the same place for four years is probably not a thing we're going to see often anymore. So you might as well just get used to it now. And I'll say this, I'd I'd rather let the kids transfer each year, especially with, you know, it's great that the NCAA is granting all these extra years of eligibility to accommodate kids who have had their season shortened due to COVID or whatever. But what that means is some of these kids that get in don't have anywhere to go or the kid that's getting an extra year of eligibility is not going to be able to play, but he still wants to use that extra year of eligibility. And so he can transfer somewhere else. So I don't have a problem with and that. And that's, and that's not really the case. That's not the that case here, but, and that's why he's wearing me out. He's not a grad transfer. I don't mind grad transfers. Like the, okay, one more year and I'm going somewhere like that. I actually have embraced that. Like it is part of the game. I just, I just, it's whatever. I, I don't wish, care. I think he, he'd be more successful if he had like, heard from the same coach for multiple years. Like yeah. maybe he'd be more NBA ready if like he just wasn't moving out every, maybe. every couple Maybe. But I don't and know. And I'm not saying the Rutgers coach would have done that. I'm not saying Patrick Ewan would have done that. I'm not saying Chris Beard. I, I also mean, don't get, know. He's, he's not going to be there. So like that doesn't matter. But yeah. I just, I just wish he had that opportunity to stay somewhere and would choose that opportunity. And in terms of the NBA, I don't know what he's hearing or who's in his ear telling him go to the NBA and see. I don't know. I know Matt Lewis is doing a similar thing, and he didn't want to come back to JMU and use his extra year of eligibility. Oh, was going for for Hokies. Like he's, Aluma, he's yeah, he's Aluma, not. Sorry, he'll, be wrong, yeah. he'll be yeah, back. He'll be back. He'll be back. But like Matt Lewis doesn't want to come back and use his extra year of eligibility at JMU. He's dedicated on going into the NBA draft. Look, if he doesn't want to come back to JMU, that's fine. It's his prerogative. If he can um, get picked up by a power team and like he's not going to get drafted though. Like raises draft. I don't off, know who's like, talking to him, but he's just not going to get drafted. Like he could, he maybe could play in Europe 
and that's you fine. Know, There's I, nothing wrong I'm with not that. Disagreeing but, with your point of this extra year of eligibility or grad transfer stuff. So, like I'm really not disagreeing with that side of it. I, I, I just I, you're, you're right on that. Like I'm not disagreeing with that. Matt Lewis can. He has extra year of eligibility. Good. Optimize. Fine. I don't hear it as often. Stayed at, at JMU for a while. Yeah, and I don't hear it as often now in this area, but back when I was at, in my hometown and talking to, and maybe that's just because people knew me more over there and they felt more comfortable talking to me about, you know, oh, well, what do you think of this kid and where he's, where do you think he could play? The answer for me a lot of times was nowhere. Like, and that's not me trying to be mean to their, about their kid or whatever, but of course I don't tell them that because that's not what they want to hear and that's not what they can hear. So I'm just like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But some of these, it's the same thing with some of these kids when they're like, I'm going to go play in the NBA or I'm going to go declare for the NBA draft. I'm like, you know that there's like a finite number of rounds in that draft. It's not unlimited. Yeah, it's not like Major League Baseball's old setup where there's like 50 rounds and you can go play for the low A affiliate we, or whatever. We give people picks until people stop saying names. Yeah, like it's not that kind of situation. Like, so I don't, I don't know how Matt Lewis thinks he's one of the best 60 players in the, in the NBA draft pool. He was great I, in the CAA. He was the CAA player of the year. He's not one of the 60 best players in this draft. And I'm not going to say something stupid, like going back to Matt McClellan, that he's not at some point going to be in the NBA. He probably will. Every time I try to say some kind of limitation to Matt McClellan, he surpasses it by a large margin. Say, so I'm not going to say he won't be in the NBA. He's just not ready yet. Like, I was going to say... The, I, I don't think he needs a full college career. A Mac McClung maybe gets drafted, you know, at the end of the draft if he goes. But I, I would think he would want to go back and try to improve that. I think he can yeah. improve that. So I, I don't but he's think have this to year would to a new school now to do it. Uh, yeah, probably. But I, I don't think um, I don't think going into the NBA draft now is the right call. Just like I don't think Aluma going into the NBA draft right now is a good call. I I just don't. And so. I don't know. I, I think that's what worries me more is when, and I'm glad the NCAA has changed it to where these kids can come back easier when they find yeah. out that when some NBA scout, they, you know, like Matt Lewis, will, I'm sure goes to some NBA scout and says, so where am I projected to get drafted? And the NBA scout goes, I don't know who you are. Like. I, I I've heard a story or two and I just don't hope, I hope it doesn't apply to any of the kids we just talked about these kids start focusing on the NBA possibilities there and they're thinking more of themselves than they were. And they think they're more likely to go to the NBA than not. I don't know if any of these kids are doing that, but it usually affects their schoolwork like in that spring semester. Cause it's not exactly like a transition point right there. You're right in the middle of a semester. So I just hope they keep up what they need to there so that playing more college. Yeah. I didn't sign with an agent. You can go back and play college. I hope academically that's still going to be yeah, there. I hope so too. So. Because I look and again, I would love for Matt Lewis to come back to JMU and use that extra year of eligibility, but if he decides not to and decides to go somewhere else, that's fine. I, I just don't see a scenario where he gets drafted. Yeah. All right. That was a good one, a nice long one. But if you liked what you heard, particularly in the front half of this episode, when we talked a lot of high school local sports, and then we talked to local uh, Valley League writer and all things Valley League knowledge, uh, John Leonard. Uh, if you like that stuff, make sure you tell our friends and then stick around for, for the fun that you get in the D block when Joe and I tell you what we watch and care about and who, what people we judge on their career decisions. But 
Uh, make sure you're telling your friends to listen to us on Podbean, Apple, Google, or Spotify, or interact with us at Yak Sports Pod for the Twitter or for the Facebook or yaksportspod at gmail.com. Any one of those ways you contact us, we will interact back with you, and we encourage y'all to tell us where we're on. If I am wrong about this plus one game, I want to hear from you. Yeah, tell Argue us. Argue with me. Tell me that I am wrong, because I just was kind of blown back that that was an opinion out there. So hopefully we hear from somebody, or I, we hear people that agree. And we will be back next week. We will be digging in deep because we'll be going into state playoffs for both football and volleyball. And hopefully we have multiple teams in both still available. I think football is more likely than volleyball. But we'll be here to talk about it either way on the Exports Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.